Join me every month for the inspiration to find your finish line. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Find Your Finish Line. I'm your host, Mike Riley. And this podcast is not only about you being able to find your finish line at a race or an event, but in life. I'll have inspirational people on, as I do today, and their stories will help you find your finish line. Before we get started with our guest, athletes and coaches, if you're looking for a great training program that gives you better results in less time with fewer injuries, how good does that sound? You need to check out TriDot Training and Rundot Training. TriDot and Rundot and their artificial intelligence platforms and training tools for both triathlon and running have been featured in New York Weekly, Men's Health, and triathlete.com, to name a few. And especially you coaches out there, you, you need to investigate a program like this. It's a training program that'll help you help your athletes in a bigger way than you have been. And be sure to check out all the TriDot Pool Schools, everyone. They're on-site training programs at locations throughout the country. You'll be amazed at how much your swimming will improve over just one weekend. So go to trydot.com and rundot.com, check them both out, and see if they can be training platforms for you. My guest, I want you all to meet Ashley Norton, known better as Iron Heart Woman. She's a triathlete batting multiple sclerosis, MS, a single mom. She's a living testament to the tenacious human spirit and her mission to make history by becoming the first woman to complete the Ironman World Championship in Kona on October 14th with multiple sclerosis and a pacemaker. Ashley Norton, how are you today? Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> it's exciting for me, too, and thank you for being on the show. Right away, I asked my guests first up at the first question, what kind of workout did you get in today? Um, so today's the rest day, praise God. Oh, <laughs> the, okay. weekend was, the weekend was rough. Um, so I might do a swim just for fun. But um, yesterday was uh, 50 miles on the bike and then a 17-mile run. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And your bike is a, a recumbent, not a, yeah, recumbent three-wheel cycle, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we have, uh, I got on a two-wheel bike back in um, the beginning of the year. And because of MS and my stability, I actually fell off and I actually hurt myself pretty badly. People don't know that. And then I, mm. I got back up about six weeks later after completely stopping all my training. And I tried again, like four more times. And after like six or seven miles, I just kept falling off. So we decided that, okay, time to go to the drawing board. This is where the MS really finally showed up. And uh, so then the recumbent bike uh, came into play or the tri bike and, and right. had to be put to the side. So yeah, I ride a recumbent bike. It uh, looks a little different, but um, man, I mean, once we get going, it, it can get there pretty up those hills pretty efficiently and get down those hills fast without having to worry about the wind so much. I'm actually underneath the wind, which I'm excited about for Kona because I was wondering about that. I'm like, ooh, do I have an advantage because I'm so low to the ground? <laughs> 
So um, you were you were uh, not able to keep your balance on the two wheel bike. Is it because yeah, it is because of the MS? But is it because of how MS is affecting your your legs or your spine? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, MS shows up for uh, everybody differently. That's just the reality. Um, for me, um, my stability over the years hasn't been too bad. I haven't had to use a walker or a cane, thank God. But yeah, it showed up here and in a mighty way. You know, in Seattle, we over the winter and the off season, we do a lot of indoor clearly because we have such colder weather and rain. So when we got to that point, when we got outdoors, I hopped on. I actually had somebody donate a beautiful brand new bike to me and I just Ugh. I just fell and um I you know like didn't break my ankle but it was pretty severe so um yeah it's just the stability it's um it's part of the disease it's something that sometimes people see usually down the line um but sometimes it, it shows up in fact when I did Ironman <laughs> Salem Oregon uh, this is a story that I've only told once, but I was at mile, I think like 10 and I tripped. Like I just, boom, I ate it straight on my face and I just got back up. I was like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> like, so it shows up, you know, when your body's tired, you know, it's stress is the number yeah. one thing for MS that uh, makes your condition worse and you know our fatigue's a lot higher we're just special people so um yeah it was definitely a learning lesson but i love my bike now and it's uh it's pretty cool i know i like the pictures of it i think you can do very well on it tell us about you you adopted a motto ashley and the motto is pain is temporary why'd you adopt that as your model so um because with MS, I'm sorry, because with MS, pain is constant. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the disease. You wake up and you go, oh my gosh, what kind of pain or less pain or more pain days are going to be? So why pain is temporary? Yeah, so I think, um, and I say this a lot, but I'm hardwired a little differently. Um, I'm a believer, so I believe God made me completely different. Um, I don't think like that. I've never thought like that. Even before I started doing the Ironmans, you know, I wake up in a mentality of like, okay, what can we accomplish today? What can we do that people think I can't do? Or, you know, in, in that mentality. So for me, as I progress in this journey, I didn't know because the story is is just makes no sense. Like, let's be real. I wasn't a runner. I wasn't a cyclist. And I wasn't a swimmer. Um, I was a gym rat for many 10 plus years. And so when I embarked on this journey, not but 13, 14 months ago, you know, and I started to, you know, start to really train and like endurance train to hit to gym train and endurance train, as we know, are very, very different <laughs> things. So um, I started to notice that when I progressed in my running, that I would get the sensation of like running on razor blades when I got to a certain mileage that happened basically the whole time I was running in Salem. Um, and with heat, uh, what happens is that it starts the lesions that I have in my brain and on my spine, uh, they start to, um, they, they have a protective barrier um, that protects your nerves, all your nerves. And what happens is it starts to shut it down, especially when you have stress and heat. Like those are the two things that you could just, the worst things you could do for MS. So I started to experience literally like I was crying. I remember training and I'm just crying. And I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't get the sensation to go away. So 
I had to tell myself at some point, like, look, this is bigger than you. This is about other people. Like, you're just going to have to just, it's going to go away because after a certain amount of time, it does go away. So I really try to keep that mentality. I mean, as you know, as we all know that this is grueling in itself for any able athlete, let alone somebody with um, some adversities like I have. But I truly think about those people that like message me that like don't can't walk. They can't talk. They can't see. There's so many people that have my condition that would do anything to feel that razor blade feeling when they run. So I literally think about them and just tell myself like, OK, this is hurts, but it's going to go away. So. So, I mean, there's nothing else I can wow. really do except that. And, and a one, two, three. Now I've, I've made a, this, I guess this kind of like theory that like one foot, one foot, two foot, three foot, one foot, two foot. And I don't think about the mileage. I don't think about my pace. I just think about putting one foot in front of the other. And eventually you're like, yay, I've made 17 miles. <laughs> We're there. So, Yeah. Well, that, you know, it could be because MS does affect a lot of people yeah. right away. As you say, it affects people differently, but it affects a lot of people with their standing, walking ability and running ability. But that really hasn't happened to you. Um, so I have my good days and bad days. You know, there are days that I've woke, woken up and I can't press the pedal to drive my daughter to school down the hill. You know, uh, mm. there's days where, um, in fact, this last week is a good example of how Emma shows up in a mighty way. You know, we were projected to do Ironman Washington. We're so excited. You know, we're, we're completely overtrained for it. So we, you know, we knew it was a, a good race. It was like a training day for me. But what happened was that, unfortunately, our numbers in Seattle of COVID and um, a new, like, variant has come out. And it's super high. And my daughter brought it home a week before Ironman Washington. And I got really sick. I had a nasty cold and you might get a nasty cold and like be okay in four and five days. And for me, it debilitates me. So, um, my left hand, I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel gripping my bike. Um, my left foot, I was completely numb literally hours up to Saturday morning where it was very hard for me to have to withdraw, but we had to make a safe decision, um, because we are very Kona focused as well. And we wanted to make sure that I didn't have any accidents or anything happened mm -hmm. because I just, my body was still, it's still fighting as we speak, you know? So it just takes a lot longer for someone like me, but yeah, I have my bad days. I do. I just, I just get up and I just, just fight. Like, I just don't think about I, it. I, see. <laughs> I, I love you. I love your, I love your attitude. It is infectious. And I, I believe that when you control your attitude, you control your life. And I've got a very good friend and I have a great respect for Joe DeSena. He created the Spartan races. And he always says, if you do something hard every day, you'll always be a success. And you're the epitome of having to do something hard every day, sometimes just getting out of bed. It's just amazing. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit and tell us about, because you do have had heart surgeries. And when you were young, in your teens, 17, 18 years old, you lost... Uh, 160 pounds, but that took a taxing on your body. You didn't expect, did it? 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was always heavy set. Um, it's not that I wasn't active or eating right. I had hypothyroidism. I didn't know that. Um, and I was a prodigy golfer. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, I Tiger Woods was my coach uh, or his coach was my coach when I was younger. Um, we did AJGA, all that stuff. And when I wow. yeah, we were we, me and my little brother were very well known in the golfing world. And uh, when I lost all my weight, um, obviously my swing changed and things changed and, um, it just kind of, I think it just, I wasn't my plan to go that route. I had been doing it since I was a kid, but yeah, it's, it, it's been, uh, my heart stuff actually started when we, we used to attend, uh, Boletary Academy, um, the David Ledbetter Academy in Florida, Bradenton, Florida. Um, mind you, this was back in the day when like, it was all just starting to explode. Um, and, uh, I was at a grocery store with my mom and I, my heart's never stopped, but I, it's, it slows down to a very low rate. And I just kind of fall mm-hmm. to the ground like a noodle. And that's when the heart stuff really started to come into play. Uh, we tried everything. Like my mom took me to every children's hospital. They couldn't figure out why my heart rate was so slow, um, why I was so fatigued. Um, and putting pacemakers in children of that age at that time was not like something yeah. they did. It's not like it is today where they just put it in a child and then see you later. Have a good, you know, good day. So, yeah. yeah, it really showed up actually when I was like 11, 12. Wow. Yeah. So has it, uh, through your training now, because you still have a pacemaker in, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I got my second one implanted last September. That's how all this Iron Man thing oh. started. I, I didn't know what Iron Man was. I've never heard of Iron Man in my life. I, uh, in my 37 years on this planet, I've never heard of Iron Man. And I was in uh, the recovery room in Renton, Washington at the hospital after they had to emergency replace my pacemaker. And the Iron Man came across the TV, the world championship, last of the Kona. And I saw uh-huh. it. I saw all of you. And I was just for me, it was the Holy Spirit, a hot moment, whatever you believe in and something. And then I and then it and then it happened again. And then I left and I was in my head like, oh, this Iron Man thing. And then I saw it again. And I was like, what is going on? And then my client actually I told her, I was like, I think I'm going to do like an Iron Man. Something's going on. She goes, that's crazy because I just saw that Maple Valley is going to be down at the house tomorrow, like 10 minutes from your house. You should go down there. So I did. And when I sat, like literally my foot stepped on that platform, it was it. I just, the it was, it was my moment of like, oh my gosh, this is what I was meant to do. Like, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know how grueling it was going to be. I didn't know any of this was going to happen, but I just knew that this was it. So now we're here today. Wow. <laughs> that, that is, that I, I, you know, so there are so many stories out there of people seeing Iron Man on TV and just, uh, as the Australians say, they were gobsmacked. They were just sitting there with their mouth open, like, who are these people? Yeah. Who can do this type of stuff? But then when you come into the world, like you have, Ashley, and you did your 70.3s and you go, I, this world is me. I'm, I'm a, it, it's now my family. And that has, that has to be a feeling of gratification you probably never had before, even playing high level, you know, golf. Yeah. It's, I've always been in a sport that's very like self, I think like solo driven. So I kind of was being prepared for this as well. Cause golf is a very solo sport clearly, but, um, I'll tell you since this journey has progressed, some of the people, and even when I experienced at Salem, just the, 
the fellowship and just the like, you know, like when I was riding my bike, like people are just like, oh, cool bike. Is it riding next to me? And they're like, yeah, you know, like they're just it's such a warm, loving environment. And um, yeah, it's just it's amazing what you could what your body can do when you have the right mindset. I know I've heard you say that a lot as I've, I've seen you. And I'm just like, it's so true. Like if you have that mentality even if you're not even trained fully for the Ironman, if you can just keep going, if you can just tell yourself that like truly anything is possible and, and one foot in front of the other, it, it works. It, it's a mental game. I don't believe Ironman so much. It's physical, but it's so mental. So mental. Uh, people, people will agree with you completely, especially the naysayers at first saying, oh, I trained, I'm good and everything. And then finally, after the race, I go, Oh my gosh, my head was in and out of that game all day long. Yeah. I got to keep my head in the game, yeah. you know, that type of yeah, thing. Exactly. So, not long after you uh, gave birth to your beautiful daughter, and who is the, you know, the light of your life, uh, that's when you kind of started discovering some feelings going away, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I didn't know that I had MS when I had uh, my child. Um, I've probably been living with MS for quite some time because now that I know what it is and I know what the sensations are, wow. it's, you know, I used to, I used to be in the gym and my feet would go numb and I'm like, oh, I'm dehydrated or I didn't, you know, eat enough or whatever the case may be. Um, I'd get up from the ground, like lifting weights and I'd be so dizzy. Um, so, uh, when she was about two, about two years old, we, um, <clears throat> I woke up one morning and I was from head to toe completely numb couldn't move anything I could still scream and use my mouth so I did and I was taken to Harborview and because I'm a special person because nothing is easy with Ashley I have a pacemaker so they only scanned me um, from waist down and that's where they saw the oh. lesions and they said okay after spinal taps I mean I went through the ringer because they didn't know if it was cancerous um, there's so many different things that it could be with it when it comes to autoimmune they called it autoimmune sent me home sometime later and again once I was off the steroids and off the IVs um, it happened again and so this time they or took the ambulance to University of Washington and when I got there you know my mom she knew she knew this was a possibility I think she didn't want to scare me because she uh it was horrific for her I mean you can only imagine a mother waiting to see what this disease right. with her daughter and uh they came in and they said I'm sorry you know they put the lesions on my brain they finally scanned me my brain and it's multiple sclerosis and my mother was visibly distraught and uh, she kept saying it should have been me it should have been me um but me mm. being naive you know and being the the champion that I am like all right cool how do we beat it like that was exactly what I said and the doctor just said I'm sorry it's incurable um we just manage it you know, and see what happens. And um, it can progress quickly. I mean, through this journey, honestly, Mike, I've had so many messages that like keep me going. But there was one in the beginning of this mother who wrote me and said, we found your website. We found what you're doing. This is before I even crossed the finish line. And she said, my daughter's 17 and we woke up about a month ago and she was blind and we had no idea what was going on. Found out that she had MS and she'll never see again. And we lost a lot of hope and faith um, on what her life could look like for her. And then we saw you and Zoe can't see you, but Zoe watches your videos and she can hear you. And 
It's because of that that Zoe keeps going and we know that she's going to have a fulfilled life. So it was a, it's been a real, um, because for a long time I didn't accept I had it. I think I had that, you know, my drive sometimes can be a hinder for me because I just keep going. Uh It wasn't until this journey that I realized like how um, serious this condition is for other people because you see me jump out of a car in a handicapped spot and I just look like, you know, I'm a normal person. But little do you know is that I have this disease that's eating me alive as we speak. And, you know, the odds are very much against me. But, you know, we know God is uh, doing something mighty in my life. So it's a it's a it's just a disease that has no warning at all. Like, look at what we just experienced, like I said, through Ironman Washington. We're ready to go, and then boom, it just hits. And then you just kind of have to get better and take the medicine. And, you know, eating and exercising right. is 100% saving my life. That is why I'm able to do this. When I lost that weight, I did not know that that was going to get me to the point that I'm at now and, and potentially keep me out of a wheelchair. Right, Exactly. Well, I, I got to say, you and God are one heck of a team. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you know, they, the other thing, the other thing, Ashley, is I've talked to so many people and I had have had so many people tell me whether they had MS or cerebral palsy or they were battling diabetes, whatever it, is, it was or is. And the doctor, well, you know, this is the road. This is it's always kind of doom and gloom. But the ones with the strongest attitudes, the ones that go out there and work out every day, the ones that are battling their ALS and they should have been dead years ago, but they're still here battling it. There's something to be said with that human spirit that overrides any medical predictions. And you're a living example of that. Yeah. I I thank you for that because I am living proof that God is real. And I tell people that when people ask me or they put something in my face or news report, whatever. And I'm just like, this is all, you know, him. It's not me. My job is to get up every day and to be a true example of what it looks like to have every adversity against you. I mean, outside of my medical conditions, like you said, I'm a single mom. We know the sport is not cheap whatsoever. I've been funding this all on my own. I'm not, you know, I have some amazing people that have partnered with me and supported me and I'm so grateful, but I am not sponsored by any fancy companies. You know, I am, I am a hundred percent. I put everything into this because I I truly believe I don't want to be an inspiration. I don't want glory. I want people when they see me, they see something inside of them that they are struggling with and they can get up, get up and keep going. And that was my goal is to truly be the catalyst of a transformed world to to show people that, you know, especially after COVID, right? Like we've been so disconnected from the world and each other and stay at home and don't come close to me. Like, and I'm already a beacon of that. Like, I'm like, I get along with everybody. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, but I really wanted people to, cause you know, my story is just, just does not, like I said, doesn't make, this doesn't make any sense to any triathlete. They're like, wait, what? You've only been training for this long and this and you have, you know, but it's just living proof that like, this can happen when you get out of your own mindset too of I can't and you wake up every day and think like, hey, what can I accomplish today? You know, thank I thank my body every day. Thank you, body, for running 17 miles. Maybe I, you know, sped walk a few of those miles. Maybe I didn't have the situation of this, the razor blades, you know. Thank you for getting me to where I'm at. And being in that gratitude every day is really important for how I like 
keep going, you know? So, and, and, you know, it's, it's gotta be, wow, difficult. I'm just thinking about it, thinking out loud here. You never know when that next session of pain is going to come visit you. So when, when in your mind, that's gotta be a tough one to stay positive about because all of a sudden it can just hit you, you know, in the next three minutes. Uh, so I applaud you for keeping that strong attitude because you don't know when that next piece of pain may may visit Ashley <laughs> Ashley Norton. Yeah. Norton, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So what? Uh, you, I know you you connected with the Ironman Foundation and and I'm their ambassador captain. So I'm very proud to have you be going to Kona with the other Ironman Foundation Thank athletes. Uh, when you first got that news about that. Of, of going to Kona. Who'd you first share that with? <laughs> um, so a week before Salem, we got a call from Audra and Audra said, you know, hey, sorry, we missed you, you know, and would you like to go to Kona? And for me, I thought I was being punked. <laughs> like, like, it was like six o'clock in the evening and I had, um, my, uh, I call him chief of staff, but he has been helping me. He's everybody on Ironheart Women's volunteers. Nobody, everybody is like from our retail people to everybody. So he was on the phone. Leonard was on the phone with me. And, um, he, and, and Audra, everybody, Audra is the uh, director of the Ironman yeah, Foundation. Yeah, so Audra and Elizabeth yeah. Wood. I mean, wow. Talk about mm-hmm. incredible women. I mean, I just know. like this group that's going into the women-only VinFast. Uh, I mean, this is extraordinary. I mean, my story is is great, but like there's so many incredible women. I mean, and, and I'm so, I was so excited because I prayed to go, not only go, but like go not alone. And then it was like, he literally was like, okay, here's a whole group of women that are going together. We meet every two weeks and we talk about the course. And so, yeah, so it's an incredible group of women. I'm so honored to be on it. And so Leonard was actually technically the person on the phone with me. He's been there since day one, but the first person I called, of course, was my mom and, you know, my daughter and then we FaceTime and we're all just crying and we're just like, you know, like it was just a moment. I remember after I hung up the phone, I literally ran up and down the street screaming, I'm going to go <laughs> My neighbors. People are going, <laughs> your, your, your neighbors are going, God, Ashley's going to Hawaii. She's yeah. just excited. Yeah. So, she, so what? She's going on vacation. Yeah. They're probably thinking, you know. Yeah. They're probably like, she's on a run and she's losing her mind because that girl keeps running and running and running. But you know, I, I hung up the phone. I just ran. I cried. I screamed. I And then I sat down and then I called my mom and my daughter and, and my brother. And those three people are, you know, the most important people in my life. So, yeah. So Kona is not a 70.3, as you are well aware. How? Tell me about your training. Are you being coached? Are you on a program? What's going on with the training to keep you uh, at it every day? Who, who's helping you out with that? Yeah, so um, I have been blessed. Um, uh, earlier, I did have, uh, I was on a team and um, that ended, it ended. Um, and uh, I 
sought out after that, it wasn't a very good experience at all. So what I did is I decided to look for people like me. Okay, who's had MS and done this? Who's had heart you know, problems and done this? And I found an incredible woman by the name of Lizette, and she's crossed halves and a fool with multiple sclerosis and this Iron Man. And she, uh, I wrote to her, I told her, you know, um, my coach gave up on me in a four minute phone call and um, said that um, he just couldn't do this and he had to think about his team and good luck and that was it after 10 months and um so I wasn't yeah it was it was horrible Um, I've never in my lifetime ever experienced just you know the feeling of and it was right before I was going into my first uh first triathlon so (laughs) I didn't know what to do and so we decided like as a team and as my, with my mom, we're just like, okay, we're going to find people that have your condition. Cause they know how to, you know, they know how to train you. So we found Lizette. She's been coaching me. She's the one who got me across my half Ironman. She's been with me. Um, and then Philip Sandifer, who's also had multiple heart surgeries. Um, uh, in fact, he was on that um, movie uh, they did about the Ironman with uh, with the heart, the team, and they had like heart problems and stuff. I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's a part of yeah. that and he's retired, but he was like, hey, I'll jump in and help. He actually found me through Bloomsday that I did. And um, so instead of having a coach, um, that, you know, didn't know how to take care of someone like me. Um, now we had a team. So um, at that point, we kind of knew that Kona could be a possibility. So we amped up the training and good thing we did. And we've just been, you know, it's as people know, training for a full is a whole nother realm. I mean, there's just days where I'm just I mean, train, 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 eat, sleep and train, eat, sleep and train, you know, and then trying to um, trying to for an athlete like me, it's so different because normal able athletes, they follow a plan. We have a plan that she creates, but there's days where my MS shows up and we got to some days I might not be able to train or it has to be just a swim instead of hardcore run and a bike. Right. And then we have to maneuver it and change it. So there's been a lot of different changes um, but we have progressed beautifully and the numbers and graphs are showing that. And, um, we're very confident. We're very confident that we are Kona ready on um, the next two weeks. I still have massive, I still got like 20 mile runs, things of that nature, but, um, yeah, sure. we're, we're, we're looking pretty good. And my MS is holding up beautifully, to be honest with you. So, and that he, are you, are you, do you have to, Ashley, do you have to take a, uh, a series of, of medications and things yes. like that. Yeah. That if that, does that affect you in an ad- adverse way? Oh uh, well, I choose not to take the pain medication, like the Toradol and things of that nature, and that they give me, unless it's like a severe issue. I use food as right. my pain medicine, and I pain is temporary, so I just fight through it. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just <laughs> thank amazing. you. It's it is. It's all, but like you know, like after mile, like. 50, 60, my feet cramp. I feel like I'm cycling on razor blades. And so we've had to find strategies too, like things that don't exist for people like me. There's like a whole list we've made of things that someone like me needs and we've had to make them ourselves. I mean, I train indoors with heaters and humidifiers and sauna suits just so we can see what Kona, we're trying to simulate Kona. So to see, okay, what's going to happen at mile 20? Great, dump a water bottle. Great, put this on, like whatever we can do. It's like a whole different type of training. It's insane. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, what what are you Ashley, what are you what are you expecting from yourself in Kona? That's a good question. I love what that. Do you ex- what are you expecting from um, yourself? You know, not you want to finish and you get yeah, but what are you expecting for Ashley Norton in Kona? Um, to be a true example of what it looks like to keep going when others gave up on you. To keep going when the fight is so much bigger than you. When there are people that have gone before me. Just to keep going and to do something that I would never thought I would ever do and ever could do. So just to keep going and to never give up. So I expect myself to, I'd have to be dragged off that course before I give up. So which, yeah, so which won't happen. But um, I expect myself to show up in a mighty way. And to show up for Ruth and for Alexa and for all Simon and for everybody that is fighting this disease that cannot fight like I can. So. Well, I hope Madam Pele out there is kind to you on the Queen Kahahumane Mano Highway. I I will say that there's no doubt you'll go through bad patches on that day and wonder why. But those bad patches are going to go away. You just keep pushing through, and once you get off that bike and start the run, you're going to be home free. Uh, I, I I just feel it, and I'd love to be able to call you an Ironman after that race, so give me a call, and, and that'll happen. <laughs> oh, I'm excited uh, for uh, that, because honestly, <laughs> like I have trained my brain to visualize myself crossing, and your voice saying, you are an Ironman, so I will definitely take you up on that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. We'll take care of that. So uh, one of my last questions on find your finish line, Ashley, is uh, called tri-table racing. I have friends that race the Baja 1000 in the trucks and cars. Very difficult race. And afterwards, they sit around a table and they reminisce. They call it table racing. I call this tri-table racing. So reminisce with us about an event that you did and something that may have happened in the event prior to it, after to it, whatever, whatever comes to your mind, do a little tri-table racing and reminisce with us about something or an event, something that happened at an event. I think really, like I said earlier, the Salem run um, was really my moment of like, holy Moses, I have a mass and it's showing up now. I was running on razor blades and um, I was a true testament. Like, Thank God my bike time was so good that I had a little bit more time, even though I crossed an hour and a half earlier than expected. Um, but that was my that was my moment of this is real like this, you know, and so. So, yeah, so that was it. Running on razor blades for 13 miles. I mean, I'll give the first two miles. Maybe it was like, you know, but it was so horrific when I say this pain is horrific. It is. It. So it was, but it was like, you're gonna, you gotta get there. Like, you know, you gotta cross, you know, we knew this was also a Kona contender too. So it was a big deal right. for me. So yeah, that, that, that tw- nine miles, 10 miles run on razor blades, uh-huh. you know, that's what it is for me. No razor blades in Kona. No, okay. I guarantee no. you. No Hopefully razor the caffeine and all the excitement will just yeah. my mind. <laughs> 
Ashley, tell us about Iron Heart Woman. How did you come up with that? So when we started this, this came, and mind you, this all came from, I took a leadership class, like, I don't know, three years ago to progress my business. And everybody on Iron Heart Woman came out of that leadership. And this girl came to me, she's mm. like, I have no idea how to build a website, but I'll do a landing page. And so all these people just, they wanted to be a part of this. They like knew that something about this was monumental. And so the girl, I remember talking to one of my, um, one of my team members and she goes, man, you got that pacemaker in your heart. You're kind of like an iron heart, you know, and we're like, Ooh, iron heart woman. Then we started looking to make sure nobody else had the name and be disrespectful. But, uh, yeah, that's how iron heart, like came the light. It was just, I have a pacemaker. I'm, I never break. That's what people say. Like you fall down all the time and you get back up, girl. You're like made of steel. So we're like, oh, Iron Heart Woman. You are a true inspiration. And thank you. Uh, you, you know, it's interesting when you come across someone who believes in themselves more than others do. And we always have naysayers out there and people think we can't do something when we believe and know that we can. And that, in my mind, Probably from a young age with you, that's always been your makeup. Uh, and I think you were being prepared for your journey of today uh, because it probably happened early in your life and it's preparing you for your journey of today. Ashley, how can people find you? How can they donate? Give us websites. Give us any information you can. Yeah, I appreciate it because, you know, I'm a little lady on a big mission. That's what, you know, I tell everybody. And, you know, um, Iron Heart Woman. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I don't, when you say little, I don't know about little. I think you are expansive. <laughs> you are, your mind and your attitude is is huge. So oh, no, go ahead. I'm you. sorry. Yeah, no, I, um, ironheartwoman.com is our website. Um, ironheartwoman on Instagram, you can find me there, but we have a GoFundMe page and anything people can do to help donate. Like we are still trying to accumulate things we need for Kona. You know, it's a, as you know, like to get there, mm. like 20, 30 grand for me, my team members, I'm a special athlete. We're going uh, October 2nd. You know, we got to get there mm. two weeks early. We got to get my blood ready. Like not only is just the MS, it's also, I live in Seattle. So we don't have the Florida weather that some of these athletes have an advantage of and things of that nature. So we're, we're going early and we're working really hard, but without the people's help, like, you know, we, I, I say this all the time. I can get across the finish line. No, no doubt in my mind, hundred percent will do that. But together when we collaborate, and this is a, a living testimony of what we're experiencing at Ironheart Woman, we can get so much further. So many more people are going to be impacted by me crossing, not just about me. Like MS is going to be known to the world bigger in a bigger way. That's never, you know, for me, this is the biggest day in sports. I think we could all agree because of the compilation, right, of all three. And, and it's so important to bring it MS there and congenital heart. So yeah, ironheartwoman.com. That's where you can support me and everything. And anything that doesn't go to Kona goes to the lineup of people we have. There's people that need shower rods and, and they need wheelchairs. They need things and they're, you know, that our foundation, the Grace Global Foundation was created through this as well. And that's what it's about is we use, you know, I do all these things and we use it and we bring out mass awareness and then we help other people. So it's all a trickling effect to those in need. You do help other people. You know, they say that 
the greatest life you can have is the life of helping others more than you help yourself. And you are a true testament to that, Ash. Yeah. Ashley. And, and uh, I, I'm honored to have you on Find Your Finish Line. Thank you very much for being our guest. And, and I can't wait to see you come through that finish line in Kona, girl. Thank you, Mike. I will say I'm an <laughs> Iron Man just for you. <laughs> I'm thinking of you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, everybody, for checking into another edition of Find Your Finish Line. Check out that TriDot training program, Run.Training training program. You coaches and athletes out there, you'll be better off. If you enjoy the show, give us, you can subscribe, give us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or my website, MikeRiley.net. Remember, everyone, you're the cause of your own experiences. If you keep those experiences positive, your attitude positive, you will find your finish line. My warmest aloha.